everybody, I'm Gwen. I'm Wendy. Welcome to Farmworker Chronicles. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful you joined us for our first episode. I'm so excited. We purchase foods and goods daily from farm workers, but we don't hear from them very often. But not for long. We're changing that by bringing their stories to the forefront on Farmworker Chronicles. On Farmworker Chronicles, we will share the stories of farm workers in Ohio and learn why they do this backbreaking work, how they got into the industry, and their hopes and dreams. We will also delve into the history of agricultural work in the U.S. and Ohio. These farm workers toil in the fields and harvest the food we eat, care for our livestock, work in dairies, and work in nurseries all across Ohio. Any plant parents out there have a ficus lorata and a monstera deliciosa? Thank a farm worker. Have you had some yummy local meat or produce lately? Thank a farm worker. In our future episodes, you'll hear directly from these farm workers that we want to thank for all of these foods and goods. But because today is an introductory episode, you'll just hear from us. In this first episode, we will take some time first to introduce ourselves. And then we will speak about how Ohio is impacted by farm workers and their labor. We will close out the episode by speaking about who farm workers are and the kinds of labor they do in Ohio. First, a bit about us. Wendy, why don't you start? I'm Wendy Avina, the daughter of immigrant parents from Mexico. My dad was a farm worker, as well as my two abuelitos, which means grandfather in Spanish. I have dedicated my professional career to helping and advocating for immigrants and farm workers. I have been a witness to countless stories that need to be heard. I have also been at the receiving end of commentary that is negative and ill-informed about the immigrant and farm worker communities. While these brave advocates in these communities have risen up to counter these negative narratives, immigrants and or farm workers have had limited opportunities to tell their stories, hence the creation of Farmworker Chronicles. So Gwen, who are you? Well, I'm Gwen Short. My parents grew up in the Dayton area, and so did I. And while my parents are not immigrants, both of their families immigrated to the United States at some point in search of freedom and a better life. As for farm work in my history, My mother's family, before they walked to the Dayton area from eastern Appalachia and Kentucky, they were miners and farmers. While they were in Appalachia, my mother's family owned and worked on their tobacco farm. When I was growing up, I heard about the tobacco farm and how the community in the area uplifted and supported one another as they could. I was taught that if you saw a community member struggling or facing challenges and you were in a position to help, then you helped. I took that lesson to heart, and it is part of what has led me to my role as a lawyer for advocates for basic legal equality. I don't have nearly as much experience engaging with farm workers as you do, Wendy, but I am curious about farm workers in Ohio, their experiences, their stories, and their lives. So if you are out there listening, and this sounds like you, somebody who doesn't know a lot about farm workers in Ohio but wants to learn, then welcome to our podcast. We can learn and explore these things together. We can't talk about farm workers in Ohio without talking about how their labor impacts Ohioans and the labor they perform. 
To talk about this, we are going to talk about the three main ways that farm workers have an impact in Ohio. First, they're members of our community. Second, their labor props up the number one industry in Ohio. And third, they are a reason for a lot of the produce on our shelves and grocery stores. So farm workers as members of our community. For Ohioans, farm workers are our neighbors, classmates, family, and friends. It is estimated that there are over 30,000 agricultural workers, farm workers, all across Ohio. Of those 30,000 agricultural or farm workers, 28% reside in Ohio year-round and 72% migrate to Ohio. Now let's talk about how farm worker labor props up the number one industry in Ohio. Yeah, you're correct. So agriculture is a number one industry in Ohio. One in seven jobs comes from agriculture and food production. Yeah, in 2021, Ohio generated around 11 billion, with a B, dollars from the agriculture industry. The highest valued commodities were soybeans, corn, and dairy products, like milk. Ohio ranks third in production for tomatoes and pumpkins, second in egg production, and we are number one in Swiss cheese. I appreciate because I like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Ohio also ranks highly in the nation for its production of bell peppers, sweet corn, cucumbers, and sales of chickens. Lastly, a lot of the produce on our grocery shelves in Ohio is there because of farm workers and their labor. That's right. Without this workforce, our food supply would not be accessible or left to perish in the fields. Gwen, did you know that during the coronavirus pandemic, farm workers were declared essential workers? Yeah, and rightfully so, Wendy. Believe it or not, despite our world becoming more and more mechanized, a lot of our fruits and veggies require human hands for their harvest. And more human hands are needed to sort, package, load, and deliver that produce to our local grocery stores. So let's talk more about these human hands, or more accurately, the humans who feed us. Let's close out the show by talking about two things. First, who are farm workers? And second, what is their labor? Let's start off with some terminology. First, there are a few terms to describe farm workers. Some are migrant, some are year-round, domestic, H2A, or seasonal. A year-round worker tends to be an individual who milks cows at a dairy farm. A seasonal worker is an individual that works in food processing from July through November and or harvests seasonal crops. There are domestic workers, which is another word to describe a U.S. worker regardless of U.S. citizenship and immigration status. And we also have a migrant worker, which travels to a state from another state or country to work in crop work. Yeah, and a more specific kind of migrant worker is an H-2A worker. These individuals travel to the U.S. with a temporary non-immigrant visa known as an H-2A visa. They travel here to work in the agricultural industry in jobs that typically last 10 months or less and are tied to a single sponsoring employer. Before these workers are permitted to enter the U.S., the U.S.-based employer must demonstrate to the Department of Labor that they have tried and were unable to find U.S. workers to meet their labor needs before these workers arrive. Now that we have some terminology, let's talk demographics. To talk about who farm workers are, we are sharing some demographics and information about their quality of life from a recent assessment that we will share in our credits. So we're going to kind of like ping pong back and forth with some quick demographics for y'all. So first up is age. 65% of farm workers are 25 to 44 years old and 21% are 18 to 24 years old in Ohio. Two thirds identified as male and one third as female. 
43% reported that they were married and 41% reported they were single. As far as race and ethnicity goes, 99% identified as Latinx or Hispanic, 1% identified as Black, African, or African American. The assessment also found that as far as highest level of education for farm workers in Ohio, 60% had some amount of high school and 21% had a high school diploma or a GED. This Ohio-specific assessment is recent, but the demographics of farm workers change throughout time. Yeah, that's completely right. While today's ag workforce is mostly immigrants of color, the first farm workers in the U.S. were enslaved Africans and indigenous people, as well as indentured servants. So now let's talk about quality of life for farm workers, which was also measured by the assessment in which we reported demographics. One note that caught our eye from a focus group which reported that migrant and seasonal workers may often endure poor working conditions and unfair treatment, language barriers, housing, health care, and mental health services, child care, transportation, and racism were cited as the biggest challenges faced by migrants and seasonal farm workers in Ohio. Participants shared that they were most worried about the mistreatment of workers by employers and their hesitance to disclose poor working conditions, fear of deportation, losing their permits to work as H-2A workers, or loss of income needed to support families in desperate circumstances in their home countries. Wow, that's a lot to take in. It sounds like farm workers are facing a lot of barriers and challenges in almost every aspect of their life from language access to basic transportation all the way to racism. Yeah, I don't think these are universal experiences, but they are prevalent, unfortunately. Let's get into the labor, the work that farm workers perform day to day that puts food on our shelves. Wendy, would you say that this work Agricultural work is just a breeze, like you're frolicking through the field on a nice spring day. Not at all, Gwen. It's very labor-intensive and long hours. Right. Their work hours are anywhere from 8 to 12 hours, if not more. The workers repetitive, lots of stooping and squatting, heavy lifting, while exposed to the elements such as heat, rain, and cold temperatures. Farm workers in Ohio work in the fields planting, cultivating, harvesting crops, They also work in packing houses, greenhouses, nurseries, and sod farms. They milk cows, take care of swine, work in slaughterhouses. Because of all of these different kinds of labor that farm workers do, Ohio produces all sorts of vegetables, fruits, tobacco, hops, apple cider, maple syrup, corn, and much more. Along with all of the kinds of labor that farm workers perform, their wages can vary as well. Wages range anywhere from Ohio's minimum wage, which is $10.10 an hour, to $17.17 an hour. They can also be paid by the bushel or pound, but they can't be paid any less than the minimum wage. Wendy, I feel like we can't talk about labor and not talk about occupational health and safety. For sure. So farm workers are frequently exposed to pesticides. They can breathe in or absorb these chemicals via their skin. They also often lack sufficient water or restroom breaks and have limited access to shade. That's right. So nominal bathroom or water breaks during long shifts while doing strenuous physical labor can have serious adverse effects on their body. This can result in things like heat exhaustion, dehydration, heat stroke, and even death. 
Yeah, so farm workers face these risks while lacking medical insurance or being underinsured. I guess at least workers' compensation coverage laws are pretty favorable to workers in Ohio, right? They have that going for them? Yes, this is true. Unfortunately, though, farm workers are reluctant to file workers' compensation claims due to misinformation or fear of employer retaliation. Even though we have these laws in place to protect workers, those laws aren't effective for farm workers for whom pursuing workers' comp claims might just not be worth the risk. What about housing? We said that 28% of farm workers live in Ohio year-round, but what about migrant farm workers or H-2A workers? Great question, Gwen. So employers who hire foreign labor agricultural workers must provide free housing to these workers. Also in Ohio, any employer providing housing to five or more migrant workers must get the housing license. The Ohio Department of Health is responsible for inspecting and licensing the housing. Right, but even though this housing is subject to inspection, we want everyone to know that this housing isn't necessarily what most Ohioans would consider up to par. For example, often workers do not have their own bedroom and they'll sleep in bunk beds with four or so other people in the room. So the housing varies greatly. Larger employer operations such as nurseries have great facilities with large industrial-like kitchens and common spaces for workers. But the reality is that most farm worker housing is small, old, held up by cinder blocks, and even is without drywall. Overall, farm workers can endure some really harsh working and living conditions for already really hard jobs that we all depend on. So if you're out there and you're a farm worker and you're listening to this, I want to let you know that I'm glad you do this work. Wendy, what do you want listeners to take away from today's show? Farm workers are just like you and me. They are part of our community. They want and deserve safety, security, shelter, and the freedom to travel and to travel for pleasure and work. We also hope that while bringing you these farm worker stories, that you, our listeners, will be open to listening to new perspectives and ideas and join in on the conversation. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Farmworker Chronicles. We are your hosts and producers, Wendy and Gwen. Our executive producer is Chris Pfeiffer. Today, we want to give credit to Spectrum News out of Cincinnati, the Ohio Secretary of State, the University of Arkansas's Division of Agriculture, Legal Services Corporation, and the Legal Aid of Western Ohio and Advocates for Basic Legal Equality Needs Assessment. All of these sources helped us bring the information to you, the listener, today. If you want to join the conversation, go to wgte.org fwc. Until then, I'm Gwen. And I'm Wendy, reminding you to thank a farm worker. Bye. WGTE. Voices around us. WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.